Did you ever notice that after your vacation, other people are more excited about your vacation than you are? We enjoy your vacations, but they can be kind of stressful too. You expect uninterrupted bliss, but the reality is most of us have our little spats, our frustrations and disappointments on vacation. Why is that? Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody, this is episode number 19, and we want to help you improve the quality of your vacations. It's the end of summer now, and probably, well, in the Northern Hemisphere, probably quite a few of us have gone on holidays. And, you know, sometimes you come home and they just didn't quite live up to your expectations. So we want to think, okay, let's unpack this, see what happened, and how can we improve for next year? Yeah, it's one of those funny things that if you ever notice when you get back from vacation that the people talking to you about your vacation are more excited about it than you are when they're asking you? No, but I'm quite an excited person, so maybe... (laughs) That could be a difference between you and me, but people are always like, their eyes are big and they, how was your vacation? And I'm like, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't get excited as much. Right. But I, I wonder if other people have that, uh, that experience too. Yeah, it could Cause be. Because we, we hold vacations in such high esteem. Like it's, you know, this is when you finally arrive in, in the perfect space in life is when you're on vacation. Yeah. And the reality is vacations are often difficult or challenging and there's happy moments, but there's also stressful moments. Yeah, that's true. When somebody asks you, you don't want to let them down and go, oh yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, we fought the whole time. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So vacations are about an experience usually, unless the status symbol of where you went is important and you need to be able to kind of name drop a famous location. It's really the experience that we go on vacations for, either the experience of rest or the experience of adventure or something like that, right? Yeah. So it's one of those things in life where it's more about the sizzle than the steak. Okay. Is that fair enough? (laughs) Sure. But we should say too, Verlinda, at the start here, I just wanted to, you know, touch on the biblical part of this, like going on vacation, taking rest is very biblical, I think. Absolutely. So even yeah. when the Lord Jesus was with his disciples, you know, he would say, come aside and rest a while. So there was that opportunity to step away from responsibility and the weight of what we do in our normal part of our life and to just rest. Yeah. And to be apart from the service. Yeah. Well, that's good. So, I mean, having said that though, there's a number of challenges around vacations. Yeah. And I think a lot of those challenges are come back to expectations. Yeah. Combined with how we idealize the whole vacation concept, right? Yeah. So I found a study by Rosenblatt and Russell. It's an older study from 1975, but a lot of the principles are still very true in our day and age. What are we, this is like 40 years later. Number one, you know, we have this expectation of total revitalization. Right. Like I'm, I'm tired, I'm burnt out, I'm done. And I'm going to go on this holiday and I'm going to come back completely refreshed. You know, I won't have felt this well-rested since the last time I took a vacation, right? Yeah. In reality, we joke that when we come home from vacation, we need a vacation. Need a couple of days to to rest up after vacation, right? Yeah. So we also think that, you know, we're going to have this intense, loving family togetherness. Yeah. Like it's going to be blessed because we're on vacation and we're away and we're all having fun. You know, it's going to be uninterrupted happiness, Hmm. whether as a couple or as a family. Right. (laughs) Who wonder who set up a tent with kids running around the campsite who are yeah. hungry and tired and yeah, and then you know we can also idealize sort of if we're if you're into nature and you like doing that you know we're going to become one with nature and mm-hmm. you know it's going to be like I'm in the forest with the birds and whatever and I can be it's all perfect or by yeah. the lake or, idyllic yeah so I think we idealize this I don't know 
I don't know why we ideal it because they're never a hundred percent awesome, but we always expect them to be true enough. Is that fair enough? Yeah. So what I wanted to do is give our listeners today three things that they could take home about how to correct sort of this mentality of heading in with these really high expectations, this idealization, but still have a vacation be a positive thing. And to try to correct some of these uh, rabbit trails that we go down mentally that aren't actually helpful to us and they leave us disappointed or frustrated. Okay, that sounds good. So the first one really is, you know, kind of heading the headline straight on, which is heading into it with realistic expectations of what that vacation is going to look like. Rather than idealize. Right. So no couple has a perfect marriage and no family gets along perfectly. Even if they look like they do on their blog, they don't. Right. Okay. So... The fact we always have interpersonal difficulties in life and it's part of the the crucible of marriage where we're involved in refining each other and just being Mm -hmm. human together. So accepting that we're going to have those interpersonal difficulties like usual, but you know what? It doesn't have to be the end of the world or the end of the happy vacation. Right. It's going into this vacation, understanding that just because we're on vacation doesn't mean we're going to have a little bit of a marital now and then or a tense moment. We're going to have to sort stuff out and we don't have to dramatize that into, oh, you ruined the whole thing and you know. Stay home for the rest of vacation. Yeah. Like, wow, Disneyland isn't perfect after all, you know? (laughs) So I think heading in with those realistic expectations about our interactions is a good one too. Yeah. And I think if you're traveling with other people, you need to be aware of those dynamics. Right. Like whether they're parents or friends or whatever, it's going to change things. And that's okay. It's just going to be a different vacation. Yeah. Than if it was just your family. But being anticipating the adjustment and being prepared for that mentally is going to help us accommodate a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. And then Verlinda too, there's that whole planning of the vacation together. But I'm thinking not so much up front, but during the, the morning or the day or the night where you plan the next day or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you, you know, there's going to be some negotiation and give and take and compromise. You want to do this. I want to do that. Well, let's do your thing one day and mine the next, or we both want to do this. Let's do that first. Right. So that's all going to happen in the vacation too. Yeah. So there's there's still kind of that negotiating almost that you have at home about what happens and what we're doing and how we're going to spend our time. That still happens on a vacation. Yeah. Is that fine? Yeah. And so kind of putting those things all together with this realistic expectation, you know, we need to head in understanding that on a vacation, because we're still human beings and we're still in the same broken world that we were in, we're just in a different part of it. We're not always going to hit the ball out of the park. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Some days it's just going to be a, we're going to have Normal. our moments. Yeah. yeah. And other days, you know, because of the different environment and everything, it is going to be great. Yeah. And there's going to be times of rest. So it's going to be a mixture. Yeah. So number one was heading in with realistic expectations. And number two, Verlinda, talk about the division of labor before you head in. Now that doesn't sound very vacation-like, does it? No, but this is so true. Well, that's the thing. You're just avoiding it if you're not talking about it because it's still got to, like the labor happens. It does. It Especially does. if you have kids. Yeah, absolutely. So go ahead and talk about that. Well, I don't know when it was a couple of vacations ago, you all of a sudden realized that when we went on vacation, I still did just as much as I did at home. And so you said, no, do you know what? I'm going to do the cooking this vacation. Right. And that was like, oh, the best vacation ever. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you still do it. And I think it was just because, I don't know, I think I felt appreciated. Like you noticed that I did this all the time. And so you wanted to give me a bit of a vacation too. Yeah. Well, I'd like to say it was because I was such an awesome husband. I thought that up myself. But the reality was like I had, like I discovered it myself and this was all prompted by a blog post that I read. I think it was from Tim Chelly's mm-hmm. on his blog, just about how we go into vacations. And he writes as a husband as well. 
And I realized that I had this huge sense of entitlement that, you know, I work all year and I expect to have this week or this two weeks with off, like nothing to do. Mm -hmm. And what that's not acknowledging is that you work all year too. Right. Even if you're a stay-at-home mom. A different sphere. Yeah. And so why should I do nothing and you do more on a vacation? And then not only that, but he also added the idea, you know, instead of that, come at your vacation as an opportunity to surf. And, you know, service doesn't always have to be a draining thing or, or something that takes away. But uh, he really gave me that reframe of mind to say, I can go into the vacation and I can cook for Valenda because I actually enjoy cooking. And for me, I like the challenge of trying to figure out how to cook on vacation because you're, you're limited with your, your resources to cook with, right? Yeah. So you're, it forces a little creativity. And so, you know, it became more, uh, it was service, but it was kind of fun to try to, to do this too. Yeah. And that's not to say going into a vacation that every husband needs to cook on that vacation. Cause for some husbands that would totally not be their thing, Yeah, but maybe, you know, it's to take the kids to the pool every afternoon and give the mom center for a massage. Yeah. Just find out something that works. I think is, is the, the part of it there, but there, it is that mentality of, you know, there's labor going to happen. Another thing I thought for Linda too, which I've been bad at is at home because I left for work before the kids were up and out the door. You always did that final, get them out the door piece, right? Right. That's how our, just how my work schedule was. So when I went on vacation, I'd be ready to jump in the car and then I'd be like sitting around cause there's 45 minutes of hair and teeth brushing and all that stuff. We have three mm-hmm. daughters, right? So mm-hmm. by the time all that gets brushed out and braided or something, that takes a while. And that was frustrating. And again, I think it comes back to, you know, you're not at work anymore and why can't you brush the hair and then pass it off, pass the kid off to your wife to braid it or something? Yeah, you could learn to braid. Maybe our next vacation, you should learn to braid hair. (laughs) Yeah, you might appreciate that, but I don't think the girls would. Yeah, all right, next. So so this just comes back about the division of labor before you head in. Like who's responsible for meals? Even decision-making can be exhausting on a vacation because you got to yes. make all these choices of what you go and where you do and where you're going to eat and when you're going to buy your food. And how much money you're going to spend. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, who's going to pack the stuff and kids. So there's all these different parts of vacation that still involve, you know, people pitching in. Yeah. A couple. And for me, I think my biggest shift was being aware of my own sense of entitlement going into a vacation. Yeah. But I think to... You know, for us now that we've gotten a little bit better at this, we're starting to understand there's still work involved and who's going to do it. And we're talking about that either during the vacation or before the vacation or yeah. there's something going or on. Or if there, it right? didn't work, it might be after the vacation. Like, right. you know what? That didn't work this time. Right. True. So the second point there was just talking about the division of labor before you head in and like who's going to make the day pack and yeah, when you're going out and all that stuff. And even that might change daily. Yeah. Depending what you're doing. Okay. So what's the third one? Third one, plan together. Plan together. And I know we've That's kind of mentioned this in the previous... talked about? It is. Okay. This is taking kind of a step back more the 30,000 foot view. And I think it's owning before we go or before we even book, what do you want out of this vacation? Yes. Now, okay. This is a fun conversation. We've had this one recently <laughs> again, right? Yeah. So, you know, for me again, I'm going to come back to the entitlement. So I feel entitled to certain things on the vacation, like rest. Naps and ice cream. Naps and ice cream. Yeah. Those that would are, be you. If I can mainly have those two things, I'm going to be happy, right? Yeah. But I think we got to own those things and, and stay as a reasonable request. Like I don't, I don't mind what we do, but I'd like a couple afternoons in there where I can just have a nap. Mm-hmm. And that's my, just, that's my way of checking out of the world and feeling like I'm on vacation and being able to buy ice cream once a day, at least. At least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? I was just talking to somebody about this. 
Who was it? Can't remember. Anyways, they were talking about their ideal, like they would have ice cream every meal. Right. And I finally got to the point where I hated being stuffed with ice cream. Right. So I had to say, you know what? Go have your ice cream, but don't order me one. Right. I'm happy that you're getting your ice cream, but I don't want to eat it. Yeah. You don't have to do the same thing. Yeah. Anyways, that's not really planning on a 30 foot level anymore. 30,000 foot view. Yeah. But this, this planning together, like I was thinking, Verlinda, asking the question, what do you want on the holiday? Do you want adventure? Do you want rest? Do you want to have like a time of contemplation? You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. where it's real still and quiet family time in terms of, you know, do we want to visit family on this holiday? Do we want to visit family on every holiday? Mm -hmm. Do you want a hot place or a cold place? Do we want a holiday in winter or do we want a holiday in summer this year? Do we want to do sports on the holiday? Like something really active, like a skiing holiday or more of a hobby sport kind of fishing holiday, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, What about romance and what are the expectations about that? Especially when you have kids Mm -hmm. and you're sharing hotel rooms for two weeks. I mean... That's not very romantic. No, you got to go and park some stuff. So are we going to tour all over the place or are we going to kind of park in one place and explore all the stuff around there? So there's all these Mm -hmm. different things about this. And I think, you know, being able to talk about this, what kind of a vacation do you want to have before you go into it is helpful. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But we do want, there is one stage of life for now we should talk about is young children. Mm -hmm. And if you want to go on a vacation to reduce stress and you're taking young children with you, it's not. It's not stress reducing. No, it's not going to happen. Like, sorry to disappoint you there, but you know. There is a time and place to drop them off at the grandparents or a close friend or something. And go take your weekend. Yeah. Stress relief vacation on a separate thing, right? Yeah. But a family vacation with small children, you got all the same demands of potty breaks, of maybe breastfeeding or or picky eating when they're small or whatever and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. And, And diapers, but you don't have all the same resources that you have at home. Yes. Right? Yeah. And you got to pull over on the side of the road and, you know, find a tree to go behind. Right. Or open two doors and go between them or whatever you do in your family, right? <laughs> so it can, be, it can be difficult or challenging with small family. And, and I think just knowing that, accepting that's part of your stage of life, it's okay. It's not always going to be like that. Right. I mean, there was a time where we had a car full of stuff, like stroller. You had to have a playpen. Playpen, yes. You had to have some sort of thing for them to play in when they're outside so they don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we don't have to bring all that now because we've just kind of graduated from that in the last few years. That's true. I never thought of that. Yeah. A lot less packing. So being aware of that when you're planning together. And then I think for Linda too, and this is a, an absolutely critical point that we have to talk about for planning together mm-hmm. in terms of having a good vacation is money. Mm-hmm. What can we afford? Finances. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a study in 2003 by a lady called Chesworth. I think is how you say her last name. And she interviewed lawyers about vacations from the perspective of what they saw in their clients. Oh, okay. Yep. Most divorces are initiated because of disagreement over finances. Mm-hmm. And 80% of the lawyers she interviewed said there was a noticeable increase in divorce proceedings following vacations and holidays. Wow. How do you like that for breaking the vacation ideal? Yeah, at a time when yeah. we're supposed to come home rested and relaxed. and Yeah. So, you know... You can spend a lot of money on a vacation and that can add a big chunk of stress back into your life. And, you know, for us, I go on vacation and I'm not, I'm not as worried about the finances as you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? I respect our budget, but you can get in a whole lot of stress over me stopping for ice cream every day, right? Yeah. Just because it's, it's more pay, 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 pay going out or whatever it might be, treats or activities that we do. 
And that can take you to a different place in the, in the experience of the vacation than it does to me. And all of a sudden there's tension and we don't even know what it is, maybe. Yeah. But you're so stressed about how, because you crunch the numbers in our family, you're stressed about how you're going to balance this all out when we get home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how can we, how can we not put that burden on, on our spouse? Save ahead of time. Save ahead of time. Like don't go on a vacation in debt or don't pay with it by debt, you know, but just put it on the credit card and pay and pay and pay. And then, oh, right. we'll pay it off when we get home. And maybe we'll have to work overtime when we get home. No, work your overtime ahead of time, set it aside and know, do you know what? We have this much right. to go on vacation. And if you stay within that, sure, you might not be able to get every adventure activity you want to do, but you're going to have a whole lot more peace coming home Yeah, knowing that... You stayed affordable. Yeah. And we're not in debt because of this exciting adventure, which isn't quite as exciting when you know you now have to pay for it. Right. Now, what year in our marriage for Linda did we actually start doing that properly? Oh, boy. It was quite a few years in. I mean, we would never... Hang on a sec. I'll tell you what year it was. What year? 2014. No, it was not. Are you serious? Well, we used to have like a little bit kind of saved up, but this was the very first year. Remember we sat down in January and like, okay, this is what we're doing every month for our vacations and we figure out what they were going to be. And we put like, that's going to cost, we're going to budget that much. Yes. Whatever we don't spend on that one's going to go on our 15th in October anniversary trip. Yeah. But I mean, on the other hand, we never couldn't pay the visa bill when we got home. No. Like we never went on outrageous things and had to just put them on the credit card because we couldn't afford it. No, but we usually had stress. But we did have stress. That's very true. And you'd add the bills up and- that's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. So All right, it, next. it takes a, no, no. <laughs> it takes a while to figure this out. Yeah. It only took us 14 and a half years. Yeah. Okay. So that was number three was planning together. And that's really about the finances. And also, you know, kind of, it really ties back to the other two in a way, because it's also about you're stating your expectations, your wants, or your desires for the kind of trip that you're going to have. So you're having those discussions ahead of time about what you want this to look like. Yep. All good. Yeah. Just a little bit more on that plan together part. It may be that, you know, this vacation, I'm going to have to go with what you want. And next year we agree to go on something more what I want. You know, like you think a fishing holiday would be ideal. And to me, that is like quite low down on my priority list. Or you go do that separate sometimes even to like go off with your buddies or have your girlfriend trip or whatever. Yeah. Is another option if that's... Yeah. Something you're good with. But I just, I think there, like, yeah, there has to be some give and take. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, Verlinda, that's our 20 minutes. All right. So that is all for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope this does help you to take your vacations to the next level. It can be a huge source of blessing or stress in your marriage. Yeah. Remember, you can get the full show notes at onlyyouforever.com slash 19. And remember, we're here to help build thriving, passionate marriages. So send us your marriage questions in to questions at onlyyouforever.com. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.